0: Everybody, thanks once again for tuning in to the State Champs Podcast Network. This is the Weekly Preps Podcast. Every week we're going to bring you something different. Uh, we'll have different voices, different opinions, different subjects uh, each and every week, but we want you tuning in, and you can be prepared to get those uh, on Wednesdays. Am I right, Jeff? Yeah, yes,
1: we'll, oh. we will have podcasts every Wednesday, all, all football season long. and. Once basketball season picks up, we'll pick up from there.
0: So let's get the introductions out of the way. We've got a full room here. My name is Lauren Plant, executive producer of State Champs and Extra Point and State Champs Scoreboard. I kind of host those shows as well. And uh, who is the man to my left? Tom Markowski, who's uh, been doing this for, I was counting
2: the years. This will be my 20th year on the radio this fall. And next year, God willing, if I make it, that'll be my 40th year, uh, completion of a 40th year covering high schools.
1: How old are you, Jeff? I'm 27. Okay. Um. So I haven't been on the radio for 20 years. I can tell you that much. (laughs) Right. Um. Don't you have a radio broadcast in your backyard that you practice for this? I I don't. But I I should get one, shouldn't I? Yes. But
0: so what? what would you say your title is with uh, state champs? Besides do
1: everything. (laughs) I would say uh, multimedia.
0: Yeah.
3: Journalist. Right. Social media. Anything. (laughs) There you go. So just do a little bit of everything. Good deal. And I'm Jonathan Kidd, senior producer and editor of State Champs. Been going on my fifteenth year now. That's right. Me and LP have done every single episode in our fifteen years of covering on State Champs. That's right. We just can't we get away from each other. do some
2: rebroadcast of those. You know, just, <laughs> we just and, well. We plan on air them. We've got to see what we looked well,
1: like and what we were right.
2: doing. Oh my god! We do our the hairstyles videos. Low.
1: <laughs> right. We have, we have our SC Locker videos, and yes. we're, uh, we're going to be running out the, the very first State Champs episode here in a couple of days.
0: Yeah, and not to get off on a tangent here, because we have very important news that we're doing today, mm-hmm. uh, but we do have the State Champs Locker, which we do plan on running uh, most likely in the summer, where we're going to kind of go back and look at some old stories and some old moments. We, we had tremendous success with our top 25 right. and 25 running back show, so we can do more lists on maybe great games throughout State Champs history, things of that nature, Obviously, we want to get the fans involved, Uh, so we got a lot of good stuff coming ahead. But today, we are here to announce the preseason top 10 for our 2017 Hungry Howie's Mr. Football race. So, all the gentlemen here are here to weigh in on our top 10 candidates and we'll just kind of go through the list and everybody can kind of weigh in on why these guys have a chance at being named Mr. Football for 2017. And uh, of course we'll have guys fall in, fall out throughout the year, but these are the guys who we have to start the year. And it's always tough kind of picking that top 10. There are certain guys who we know are going to be on the list no matter what because we saw what they did last year. Mm -hmm. Let's go with some quarterbacks to start this and uh, that's a long list of quarterbacks. It is. We got a lot of quarterbacks here on the preseason list and Watching Divine Child play last year what Theo, De, Theo Day did uh, for them. He's a big kid, 6'5", basically 200 pounds, just recently uh, committed to Michigan State. Yep. And so uh, he plans on having a big year, and we plan on him having a big year, and that's why he's on this list. No, oh, I, I had a
2: chance to see him against uh, Allen Park last year in the regional final. Obviously, they went on to the semis and lost to St. Mary's, but he put on a show. And what I was really impressed with, and I've heard a lot about Theo Day before that game, and how his arm strength, he throws well, all that stuff. His running ability really impressed me. And I'm not just talking, you know, draw plays uh, for the quarterback specifically in in their spread offense. I'm talking ad lib, where he eludes uh, the tacklers in the, in the backfield and makes a big play out of a bad play, um, a heady kid.
0: You know what was cool last year, and uh, and again, we're just having fun here. We're just kind of getting our list together, so uh, we got a lot of voices in the room. So we're, we we want to make sure we don't talk over each other. Right, but right. it was really cool looking at the highlights because they're doing all that construction mm-hmm. at Divine Child. So you've got all this like construction in the back background as you look at highlights, and you could watch them on our state champs YouTube page. Um, but this guy really did impress for a team, right. Divine Child, that we just haven't talked about a whole lot for the last well because 15 they get years.
2: overshadowed by the other teams in the Catholic league. They don't play in the Central Division. But for what it's worth, they're good enough right now to play in the Central Division. It's just too bad they don't. For my selfishness.
3: Now, Tom, do you feel like this is one of the one one of Divine Child's best teams in the last ten years? Remember back when Forstat was the quarterback yes. in the early two thousands. Yeah, I think
2: this is one. Back in the day,
3: in the eighties
2: <laughs> and even About early nineties, the they were really good. In the seventies, you want to go back there and into right. the sixties. Actually, Divine Child was very good, but. Uh, They've been kind of off the radar. You know, they might win a playoff game, maybe two some year. I remember they upset Allen Park on a real wicked Friday night game about three or four years back. But th- this is a strong team. I, I right. think they're a sleeper to get to Ford Field in Division Three. Now We all know how strong Division Three yeah. is, right. and it'll take some really effort on their part. They're hurt by numbers. They only have about 40 on varsity. But... Uh, I don't know. They're really good. They got a lot of good players
1: back from last year, they, they, and they're senior heavy here. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they really do. And I, you know, this is like you just said, they're senior heavy. And This is kind of the year they've been building towards. When you look at Theo Day, what we've seen is just constant progression in, in him as a quarterback and a leader and a playmaker. And I think that's you know why he's a part of this list because he he does all of those all three of those things really well. You know, I got a chance to see him play as a sophomore at Detroit Catholic Central, and then watching him go from. His sophomore year to his junior year, he made huge strides. And it's, you know, I'd be surprised he doesn't make even bigger strides now that he's a senior and playing on a team that has high expectations for the first time in a while. Sure.
0: Yeah. And it's he,
2: different, too, when you mention that expectations. Mm-hmm. There weren't many expectations last year right. for Divine Child. Yeah. It's easier to play a, a high school game if you don't, it, it, there isn't that pressure to su- mm-hmm. succeed. This year, everybody's pointing to Divine Child. Yeah. They yeah, have absolutely. a good season. If they don't win a district title, if they don't win a regional title, mm-hmm. I think people are going to say, what happened?
1: Right. And I think that's, that's like we said, they, they build towards something, and if you don't accomplish what you've build, built towards, you know, it comes off as a disappointment.
0: Sure. Yeah. He's got a, he was recently bumped to a four-star. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the recruiting part in the back pocket yep. now. We've seen over the years that the guys who get it done in the summer, and they don't have to worry about it in the senior and answer those questions and all right. that. Uh, they seem to be a lot more relaxed.
1: Yeah, and I think there, I think you know we talked about the pressure that you have of achieving the, those goals for as a team. You know, not having to worry about achieving your goal of playing in college and thinking about which college scouts are watching you. I think you know that's a little bit less stress that's on you. So you know that's one less thing that's on a guy like Theo Day's mind. Definitely a front runner. I
2: don't know if we have a favorite, mm-hmm. but he is definitely, I think, in my mind one of the front runners. I
0: would agree with that. It's pretty wide open. Let's it go, is. let's go to another quarterback and another guy we're expecting a big year from. He's a big guy from Muskegon, Ladarius Jefferson, the uh, quarterback who uh, recently has made a verbal to Central Florida.
2: Maybe the best running back out of at that position if he can call a quarterback a running back because right. he's so He's
1: physical huge, uh, but he's got a good arm. Mm-hmm. Um, he fits that offense really well. Right, you know, he he might be my favorite player to watch off of this list when you just look at everything he can do in his intangibles. You know, he like like Tom said, he's a big guy, but he has a rocket for an arm, and he's, he's one of those quarterbacks that, you know, when he gets 15 yards downfield, he's not going to slide. He'll lower that shoulder and, you know, get those extra three or four yards. Um, he can do it all from the quarterback position, and he learned a lot last year watching another Mr. Football Candidate Final Four guy in Khalil Pimpleton.
3: He just... Jefferson just uh, falls in line with those quarterbacks in the past at Miss Keegan. Oh, yeah. Thrower, oh, yeah. You know, Pimpleton. So mm-hmm. he's going to just pick up right where he was left off. And he had a good state final performance.
1: Yeah. And, and that experience is going to help a lot this year, yeah. being able to – not a whole lot of teams can bring their quarterback who played in the state final the next year. And they he had kind of won that job from Pimpleton, too, as the year went on. I think,
2: you know, maybe Shane Fairfield was thinking ahead – you know, thinking that Jefferson would be playing this year and Pimpleton would be doing different things mm-hmm. in college. So I don't know. I, I thought
1: he was, he, he slowly moved into that starting role and took it. Yeah, and it, it helps because Pimpleton was so versatile. Sure. Being able to play in the slot, play in the backfield. You you know, yeah, it. Every, he could do everything. So that, that helped.
0: People uh, probably were like, you know, didn't he kind of like popped onto the radar. Yeah. And that's because he, as a sophomore, uh, he was in Mississippi. And then he came back here uh, for his uh, junior year last year, shared duties, because Khalil was mm-hmm. clearly the guy going in. Right. And, yeah, they did have a nice yin and yang going, mm-hmm. you know, thunder and lightning. Right. You know, it's like You'll pick, pick your poison. One guy's going to just run right by you, and the other guy's going to punish you right. as he as you make a uh, connection with it. Are you surprised uh, Central Florida? Uh, and, and he committed well, this quick? talking to Shane,
2: he said that the Big Ten schools were recruiting him right. as a linebacker. Oh, and okay. he said— I didn't know that. No to that, right? But, but you look <laughs> at you it, you'd think about it. Oh, man, I'm going to play
1: linebacker now. Yeah, I just played quarterback for my <laughs> right. high school career. Yeah, and, and you look at the system he's going to play in at Central Florida. You know, Scott Frost is a former Oregon offensive coordinator. You know, so they'll play in that up tempo, be able to throw the ball all over the field. It kind of fits what he's going to want to do, being able to
0: run and throw. And you know, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. You know, we love to have, especially in the early goings, we got to give that love to the guys in the trenches, the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen. And uh, obviously this guy's a no-brainer out of Traverse City West. Uh, Ryan Hayes, uh, you know, does John's heart proud that he's going to be able to go to Michigan and try to continue that tradition because really that's where Michigan is building their reputation now is on the lines. Right. The trenches are as good as anybody in the country. So what a great place that he's already committed. He did that in May. 6, 7, uh, 250, might even be bigger than mm. that now. Uh, this is a guy who you know plays for a very good traditional, rich program mm-hmm. in Traverse City West, and uh, and here he is, you know, going to make a difference for them if they're going to win. He's, he's got to keep the quarterback and uh, the running backs, make those holes.
2: Well, you know, he's a versatile player, too, because he plays defensive end. He's their punter. Uh, Coach Tim Wirth said he, he's their best long snapper, but he can't snap to himself. <laughs> um, and he, He's actually playing tight end this year, mm-hmm. and the okay. reason in, well... He has such good hands. He's a right. starter on the basketball team. He right. throws an 85 mile an hour uh, fastball. This kid's a, a real good athlete and he'd like to play tight end at the next level, but when you look at that frame you know Michigan's going to you know, put pounds on him, right. put an offensive tackle label on him, and there's no big deal with that. He probably can see that for himself, but as far as one of the most a- athletic linemen in the state, I think
1: uh, Ryan is one of them. Yeah, there's no question. He, he's a guy, like you said, You know, he's got great hands and you know, he's a guy that I think is a is a game changer because of his size. Not only can he catch passes, but you know, if there there's a you know, a third and one, they want to run it to the right side or the left side wherever he's lined up, you can go right behind a tight end playing next to a tackle and, and really kinda of get those short yardage situations. So he can do a lot of different things even though he's just playing in line, whether it's at yeah, tight under Unlike Eric line. Ebron.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I won't be shocked. Won't be shocked like he could go to Michigan as a tight end because as of right oh, now, Michigan yeah. does not have a tight end in mm-hmm. the 2018 class as mm-hmm. of right now, and you got you're going to have seniors leaving Michigan. So Harbaugh likes those six five six 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 seven tight ends. So it you won't know, be a shock like big he targets. Right, I have
2: not seen him live, but I would hope I'm hoping to see him this year yes, against Central in the third week. Um, but you're right, John, and he Harbaugh does like that tight end. Yeah. And, and maybe he does fit that mold for them.
0: And besides being all state football, of course, he was the big North Conference basketball player of the year I did last year. That, and That's he was impressive. the big North Conference baseball pitcher of the year. So here's a guy, Randy Johnson like, except, uh, you know, three times his, as big. His
2: daddy played offensive line for Central Michigan. His mom played basketball at Central Michigan. His older brother played at Pitt. Football, so that's yeah. not bad lineage. Uh, not it's bad, all through the bloodlines, right?
0: Yeah, so no doubt about it. That yeah, I think he'll be on
2: our list for a while. Yeah, I do too. I hope so. It'll be interesting um, to see what kind of votes he gets.
0: Yeah, hmm? because it's important, I think, to uh, to try and recognize these guys because sure. they can't make stats impacts, but as tight end, he can. He might. But he can. He, he might, might, he might come off the And at defensive match. end, he'll with the way he too. absolutely defensively. So let's keep. Let's move on. Let's go to another co- uh, quarterback. We'll stay on the west side at a rock for Jason Whitaker.
2: Drop back passer. That's the first thing I think of, and that's what Rockford uses. Ralph Munker uses their quarterbacks as. He's had other good drop back passers going to uh, Northwestern. I'm I'm planning on seeing him on the first week against Celine. That that's Thursday. Yep. Um uh, Well, you know that, that's a pretty good competition to open no up doubt. the season for that kid. So you know I'm anxious. You know he doesn't have. What might hurt him is there's not a lot of experience coming back on that team. They they lose a lot of their running backs. In fact, all of them. He does have pass catchers though. He does have people he can throw to. And Ralph was telling me, I said, "Well, his kid's a senior now. You want to throw the ball more?" He says, "Only if we can protect
1: him." Right. So there's a question for Rockford is their offensive line. Yeah, that's that's a big. Need for for Rockford to be able to protect Whitaker because he's going to be their best player. There's no question. But the thing for Whitaker that helps is he he is a your pro style quarterback, but he is mobile. He can make plays with his feet. You know, I think that's part of the reason why he's going to Northwestern. Mm-hmm. You know, they play in that spread offense sure. in Evanston, right. um, and I think that's going to help his case. And being able to make plays while this is a young team, he's going to extend plays, kind of make the players around him better. Yeah, and, there's only 20 seniors on that Rockford really? team one of the biggest schools in the state and that's all they have is
2: right. it's just one of those strange classes mm-hmm. but he says Ralph was saying they got quality is just not
3: quantity right and do you feel like this is he is the best quarterback to come out of Rockford in a while
2: yeah i can't remember the kid's name now but they hit they had one go to illinois um, another obviously big 10 school We'll see. You know, his numbers, he got banged up a little bit last year. They didn't have great numbers. He had six touchdown passes, six interceptions, and only 1,100 yards passing, but he did not play the whole season.
0: And didn't you say, because this is kind of new news, that there was a recent car accident? Yeah,
2: they had one of their uh, football players. I don't have the uh, young man's name uh, on me, but I did converse – through emails with Ralph Munger they had a a car accident uh, August 12th that's usually their inner squad game that Saturday so there was three individuals three football players in the car two were not hurt one was seriously hurt and, and hospitalized Ralph was saying he was getting better though so that's the good news
0: well, he's a big kid, 6'5". You know, again, he's a hard commit to uh, Northwestern yep. now. He was one of the best at the opening, that camp right. that yeah. they do in April. Uh, so, yeah, he's, uh, he's three-star now, but uh, is one of these guys that, uh, again, is with a great program. Right. And he's got to stay
2: injury-free. I mean, he got yes. banged up last year. and he, I know, he can't afford to get injured.
1: Right. And especially, like you were saying, because it's such a young team. Right. You know, you can't afford to lose that, that quarterback because, you know, you know, Six wins six to get into the playoffs, you know, you need that that quarterback there for the whole time. So they need to protect them, yep. and especially on a young team. And they played with Lowell second week.
2: Yep. And that, that's, and that's those a big are game. T- two non conference games against two teams in my top 10.
0: Right. What a great segue. Huh. Yeah. Because that's where we go. We go to Lowell next, and the other quarterback, David Cruz, who really. Uh, sh- came out on fire last year. You had a chance
1: to see him, didn't you? Yeah, I saw him in the semifinals against Wild Lake Western last, last year, and you know, Wild Lake Western got out to a big lead in the first half, and if it wasn't for David Cruz, that game would have been a blowout. He very nearly brought Lowell all the way back and very nearly beat Wild Lake Western. Um, he's a he's a really good dual-threat quarterback. He can make a lot of plays with his feet. He's He's got a good enough arm to make the throws downfield. Um, he's a guy who I think is going to have a lot of support from from that Lowell backing, you know, in, in our online fan voting. Um, and well, he's, I thought you were going to talk about just on the field because uh, they got
2: quite a few starters back,
1: right? Well, he, yeah, on both sides, so you're right. going to see he's good enough to stay in the race. And it's an experienced team, you know. I think we have him as one of our top teams, and number two, number. I mean that that tells you what you need you need to know. Lowell is the real deal because of the players they have returning from a team that was already at, in the semifinals, and you know that that Lowell community is going to support him in our in our online fan vote.
3: And he fits that that mold of that offense, yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Yes, that's why if you go back, if you go back, go back in our time, uh, <laughs> Mark Catlin, <laughs> yeah, and Gabe Dean, right, and he, you know, and he's a mobile quarterback, so he's going to be going. You know, right. the they like
2: to feature their quarterback when they can, mm-hmm. and he is that they type of right, athlete that they can feature him.
0: And like the Deans, he's a wrestler too. Mm-hmm. Lowell's a big wrestling I don't think bro- you get out of that town unless yeah, exactly. you're right. in wrestling. There's no doubt about it, but, you know, again, uh, he's entrenched. Uh, he's been there. He gets it. He knows it. Uh, they. There is no question about it The Noel Dean wants to take this team. And, I mean, they lost so crushingly to King Two few years, years ago, ago. Uh, you know they had to get over that Western hurdle that was really hard last year you know we'll see how Western uh, does this year right. uh, this is a great opportunity for them they beat Rock Cruz beat Rockford last year mm-hmm. now, again Rockford was Correct. dealing with that weird sickness yeah. that they had um, but uh, and again seemed to be a little banged up but uh, you right. know East Grand Rapids is not what they once were so um, I think that they, they'll be better they'll be better yeah, yeah Harris, but, I mean I think it's Harrison
2: opens up with East Grand Rapids. I'm interested
0: in that yeah. game. So it's Lowell's turn, and we'll see what uh, what. Cruci- I'm not sure from a recruiting perspective. Uh, it really where isn't he a big right time now. recruit.
1: Yeah. Now um, that I'm aware of, at least uh, No.
2: But it Lawrence could be a, Tech could
0: use a quarterback. Could, <laughs> no.
2: There you go. I was going to say D
1: two, but maybe uh, Jeff could steal that D two prospect out of there.
0: Yeah. Let's hope he uh, gets yeah. over there and checks him out.
1: Right. Going back to what you were saying, you know, Lowell's been so close the last couple of years. You know, not to make a bold prediction or anything, but I think this is the the team that does, and I think. You know they've got the quarterback that can do it. Like John was saying, he fits that system. You know, Gabe Dean is a guy I, I saw quite a bit, and yeah. I, he fits that dual threat style very well. And I think
0: when was the last time they won it? You remember? Boy, it's oh. probably been about Inkster. six yeah, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Inkster. That was all not. Yeah, Gardner, Gardner oh. and Inkster. It's been Kevin a while. Gardner. You yeah.
2: get so accustomed to seeing Lowell win the
0: right. championship. I mean, they lost to, it, well, let's see, uh, you know, Lowell and Muskegon. They lost to Rice, you know, and then Muskegon's moving up and down two and three. I think they lost to Muskegon. Then, they I lost I guess. to
3: Harrison
1: and 10. Right. Nope. That was Harrison's last time. Harrison and 10 and Rice and 11. And then they won it in 2009 over at Inkster.
0: Wow. So uh, let's keep moving. We'll uh, finish up our quarterbacks that we have here as we talk about the preseason top 10 for the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football race. And uh, out of Utica Eisenhower, Max Whitwer, who really came on last yeah, year. He did.
2: You know, last year I thought he was – I had a chance to see him against uh, Cast Tech, and he, mm-hmm. looked, he looked really good there. But I always thought that he was going to end up as a, um, a receiver, and he still might. Yeah, he's a dual threat level. is Because he's, he's a big kid who can run. He does, does have a good arm. And they do run that type of offense where they feature a quarterback running and throwing the ball. So we'll see. I mean, there's no question about the competition they play against. Uh, um, they open up with Oak Park, which I, I think that's such a, a kind of a weird thing. You've know? right. you got an Oak Park team that might be has their, one of their best teams. And I just think it's
1: different because I, I don't ever remember Oak Park playing Eisenhower, but... It, the, the, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Max Whitworth is he's just a winner. Yeah. I, I think he has two losses in his career and both are in the playoffs. And last year was in heartbreaking fashion the Cast Tech. This kid just wins. You know, um he'll put up big numbers, but what goes beyond the numbers is he just he's a leader, he leads that team. He stepped in midway through his sophomore year and, you know, really helped Eisenhower kind of turn their season around a little bit and kind of was a difference maker then, obviously more experienced last year led Eisenhower all the way to the
0: semifinals? Yep. Yeah, because they won district and regional right. championships. And, and now this year, you know,
1: that it's that next step that maybe they can take it with that quarterback in his third year of, of being a starting
3: quarterback. And also, too, having that experience is going to help them mm-hmm. going all the way to the semifinals. Now they know how to take the next step. Yep. Now we'll, you know, we'll see how they are in their wide receiving core because mm-hmm. his top guy last year... Jake Preventure is gone.
2: Yeah, he was their running back. And yeah. he, they threw him out of the backfield. I was just yeah. thinking of that, too, John, because that takes a lot of heat off of Whitware if they can find somebody that right. can um, take away some of the, uh,
1: the heat from the defense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's kind of – it's almost a little bit like with Whitaker is you got to make sure that that supporting cast kind of emerges at some point early in the season.
0: 6'2 mm-hmm. kid. uh might project to be a Mac guy. has got an Eastern offer right now right, yep. on, on the table, um, and uh, and that's not bad anymore. Now in Eastern no, Michigan, exactly. Offer. There's th- yeah, they've got several guys that uh, I, yeah. I think they're building it right over there. Chris it's about doing time. A really good job. Yeah, there's no doubt about Finally. it. Finally, he had right. 19 touchdowns, more than 1,500 yards last year. Eight rushing TDs yeah. was mm-hmm. the county. MVP, yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, I think Whitworth's due for a huge season. We, we had a lot of pressure to get him on the list last year, right? Yeah. If you remember, you know it was kind of like as we were moving in, it's like, well, is Whitworth just tearing it up?" Because Utica was Eisenhower was playing so well, right? Uh, I mean, for those who do not know the competition, you talk about tough divisions in the state. The Mac Red year in year out is brutal. Yep. Well, mean, within them,
2: they get a break now and then because they they play against the how shall I say the lesser teams in the Mac like. Of the white and sometimes the blue, some of those crossovers. So, yeah, yeah, and you look at their schedule. I almost like a, a southeastern. I know I'm on a tangent here. Sorry. It's, right. um, it's like the southeastern conference in, in college football. They'll play the tough games, but they have these weak sisters before they play a tough game. Meaning, if Eisenhower plays, let's say a Chippewa Valley, they'll play a Utica or somebody you know somebody that's not in the red beforehand. It's I, I like the way they do their scheduling at Mac.
0: Well, the way that yeah, you're right because the way they have it this year, they got Oak Park, then Dakota, then Roseville. Yeah, little that's still a little break. break, right? Then they got Chip Valley. Right, that's then, a tough one. Then they go Romeo. That's one the that's get, not easy. Th- then no, they go Lance Cruz North. That's a little break. Then they go Sterling Heights Stevenson, who's getting better. Right. And uh, then Warren Mott, who's always going to bring it. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and then they end with Utica Ford, who can be right. That's Strong. always I mean, a rivalry that's the rivalry game. game. Right. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, so we'll see how things work out for for Maxwell. let's move to uh, a guy who um, we originally was not going to have on our list. He was going to be in our kind of guys to watch because uh, Kalon Gerben, We're leaving off the list right now for Cass Tech, Obviously, one of the top recruits in the state, if not the top. Uh, but could could start the season injury? Does anybody have any updates on where that is? You know, I, I know re- they keep it close. To I the have.
2: Choice. You know, when I saw them in practice, he was there. He was all suited up. They and they had him going through the. You know, pre-practice drills. It's just that when practice started, he was not out there. He had injured, uh, uh, I believe, a foot in a uh, summer camp.
0: They were just being precautionary. That kid's going to play. I mean, he's probably out there hitting now. And and you know, and again, but one more to Eisenhower too. And this is the things we always forget. And we could we talk about this in our top teams is you know Eisenhower was. Right there, they almost beat Castech. Yeah. Right. It only
3: took a miraculous catch by People so Right. Of yeah. I don't. I don't think
1: people realize just how I mean, tough of a oh, right road to the finals that Cass Tech had because they almost lost to Ike and, and they almost lost to Celine. Exactly. You know, that was a really tough road for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, good point. Th- these are these are the things we forget so quickly when it was literally a one player. You know,
1: you talk
2: about Celine. Just look at how tough they played Castech oh, over the years. They yep.
0: scored forty-one points. Yep. <laughs> You know, I mean, it was uh, it was uh, again Donovan Peoples Jones with the the uh, extra point, you know, catching mm-hmm. the conversion right. Right. to to win, right. yeah. you know, otherwise, and nobody could stop him. No. So no. otherwise, it was going to be him. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we Jalen Reynolds, right? No. Jalen uh, Franklin. Jalen Franklin, excuse me. Jalen Reynolds, I love him. He's a great basketball <laughs> player, right. exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jalen Franklin, excuse me, out of uh, Gibraltar Carlson, uh, who is what we call an athlete. Yep. Does so everywhere. many different things. We've got him on the list here. Uh, early why? Didn't he play quarterback mostly for them last year? He
1: played mostly quarterback last year. He played uh, a lot of outside linebacker. And, and from what I understand, they're going to move him around a little bit this year. It seems that way. And you know, he he's going to return punts and kicks. And he's he's there all everything. He's a guy who's going to. He's going to rack up the all-purpose yards, and he's going to do a lot of things it's on defense. Kind of like a Julian Barrett. That's for Belleville Barnett. Barnett. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, very similar. I would say. You know, yeah. I think Barnett's more of a, a, a skill position player, whereas a receiver defensive yeah, back. Yeah. Whereas I think Franklin, I think going to Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken, he's going to be an outside linebacker. Okay. Might might be able to transition to a safety spot. Okay. Um, but his athleticism is going to allow him to play one of those two positions. But he, on the offensive side of the ball, he can throw it a little bit. But his his biggest skill is running the ball, and and, you know he he finds the holes just as well as just about anybody I've seen in this group. And he's going to be a guy that is he's going to be a guy that can really see the field. I don't know where I'm going.
0: Doesn't matter. Uh, This is John's alma mater. Yes. Oscar A. Carlson High School. The cheer school. The first time we've ever the, had. I wonder what the OA stands <laughs> for. Oscar, <laughs> third, uh, Oscar Arthur Carlson. <laughs> this is the first time we've had uh, a Carlson kid in our yeah. Mr. And football a a Down River And a downriver kid, And really a downriver kid at all. I don't <laughs> think we've ever had it. Not a even Down... in the Huron League. We, we didn't have any Melvindale kids or any Roosevelt kids back in their heyday, no Allen Park kids yet. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Wow. So it's a little just, surprising. This, this, yeah, yeah, I mean, it just I'm, shows you how hard it is to pick 10 I'm, guys. I'm interested to see how
3: Franklin does with Jack Giarmo now. Oh, yeah, the, That's correct. Un, under the helm now because when New Giarmo offense. was at SMCC, he ran that tight T. He did. And you know what's going to happen, <laughs> and they're going to run that tight T to the to the tightest tee. <laughs> And uh <laughs> Talk, uh, I still talk to Kent Secor, the former coach. He's still involved with Carlson at the school, and they went from the spread to the tight T. They're going to wow. be. It's going to be Jalen Franklin, Jalen Franklin, Jalen Franklin. So for those are they going
0: yeah, to use him at quarterback? Yeah, he's going to be quarterback. which means he's going to run. Which means if you those who are familiar with Canton's offense, it's the same type sure. of deal. It's one of these things. It's Very it's deceptive. it's it's hide the football. Yeah, uh, you've got to, You know, as <laughs> cameramen, uh, it's a nightmare uh, for us to film highlights for it. We've got to focus on the guard wherever the guard goes. That's huh. where the play is going to go, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's one of those things that uh, again, Canton has done so well, so effective. Jarmel had a lot of success yeah. at SMCC state championships, or at least state championship appearances during his reign up. I believe he did win one one. Yes, yes they did. They did beat Ithaca. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. They
3: ended the streak. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I think they ended the streak.
0: seventy games, I believe, is what Ithaca's winning streak was at. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yep. So, and you got to imagine that Carlson. Typically, has good football players. Sure, they do. You they've know? been in the playoffs
3: before. Absolutely, they, they yeah. haven't been in the playoffs in eight years. Right, eight years. Oh nine. Oh nine was, like, was wow. the last time they made the playoffs. And you know, they've had teams that they think they're going to be good, then end up being five and four, four and five. Mm-hmm. You know, they had some coaching. You know, with Sikoric in and out. Right, but a lot of people in the Downriver League that I've talked to, they believe. Carlson is the favorite to win. Oh. You still got Allen Park there. You still got Wyandotte there. They think those are the top three, and a lot of people think that it could be Carlson's year
0: finally. And this is the last year of Truman and Kennedy, right? Yes. After this, they will become one. Mm-hmm. So and beat play out of Truman High School, so they'll yep. be shutting down Kennedy. And then Etzel Ford moves in,
3: right? Well, which, which I still believe they should have kept a team. They should have not added a team. Yeah, I, I would like that, too. But I you know, for, for, Ed, for football purposes. for Ford fits well into yeah. that Downriver League. I just think for scheduling reasons, you know, we, we have talked oh in the my past at uh, nauseam how they do well in the regular season, but once they get into the playoffs, they play Allen Park or Wyandotte will play someone in the Downriver League in the districts, and then once they get into the regionals, they get blown out by King or Temperance Bedford. Once in a while, Wyandotte would get to the semis. Yeah, they, they lost to
1: right. In the semis, I yep. recall Yeah, yep. but that's it, right? One thing that stands out to me about Franklin, and I think that this could be a difference for him in this contest, and we we've, we've done it the last couple of years, is the impact the players make on both sides of the ball. Correct. And we don't, I don't think we have a whole lot of you know true two way players on this list. And Jalen Franklin I think that what he does on defense is really going to be a, an opportunity for him to separate himself from guys on this list.
0: Right. And let me tell you, you know, uh, recent. History will mm-hmm. tell you, Mr. Football winners like Dual Threats. Cody White. And to, yeah, Cody White. Mark Chapman mm-hmm. was another guy right. who, uh, you know, those kind of guys, the guys who have the ball in their hands and have the opportunity to make plays mm-hmm. are the ones that stand out in this competition. Yep. You know, and that's what makes it hard for a guy like Ryan Hayes, mm-hmm. um, but uh, has all the opportunity for a guy like him. Let's go to the running backs. The only one who was in our list last year for a good chunk of the year, and that is the Davison running back, Tariq Reed. Well, you know, he he earned his way on last
2: year. He had such a marvelous junior year. In fact, I'm going over some of the stats uh, for this year. Against Mount Pleasant last year, he had 309 yards on 19 carries. And Mount Pleasant, I mean, I think he had five touchdowns that game, too. Mount Pleasant's good every year. So he basically earned his way on. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how well he does this year. He doesn't have McGrill. I believe his name was the yeah, quarterback McCrill. and he was a big part of that running team too. So you know, I'm. I'm this is not obviously a strong year for the running backs there because we don't have that many here. But he's 15 pounds heavier. A, a problem with him as far as being recruited, he doesn't have blazing speed. Uh, Air Force Academy is interested in yeah. him as well as some Ivy League schools:
0: Columbia, Cornell, Correct. Morgan
2: State. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those, you are know, hopefully Those are good schools. Fine yeah, you know. Lawrence Tech
0: Te- actually. Uh, L- L- looked L- at him. Lawrence Tech has talked with him. Hey, uh, why not? Know, so
2: it, I, it I think I think he'll have a really good year. Is he going to have a great year? I don't know because
1: uh, a little bit of transition for that offense. See, here's what I'm interested to see with Tariq Reid. You know, I think I can speak with for everybody in this room right now going into the 2016 season. None of us knew who Tariq Reid was. We might have heard of him. Right. But nothing yeah, that would really be, uh, uh, you know, right. that outstanding. Right now, everybody knows who Tariq Reed He's is. He's got the yeah, people are pointing uh, uh, at. You him. know, eleven guys on the opposite side of the ball are going to be looking right at him, looking to stop him. Sure, the De- defense are going to be game planning to stop him. You know, how does he he respond to that? And how does the offensive line respond to that? How does as well? Kyle Zimmerman, the head coach, right. respond to that? Get a little bit more creative, him, getting the ball in space correct. and things like that. That's what I'm very interested to see because now. You know, Everybody in the state knows who Tariq Reid is. You know, mm-hmm. He's one of the best running backs that the state has to offer. Sure. You know, How can they stop him, and how can Davison? How good is Kyle? Davison? I have Just them the in course. my
2: top 25. They're going to mm-hmm. have trouble with Lapeer in their division. Lapeer lost a lot from last year, but they're a big school. Right. They should be good. They need to replace the quarterback, though, but mm-hmm. you do have that horse in the backfield that um. you can
3: rely on. In our Mr. Football criteria, we have the level of competition. Mm-hmm. Nothing against the Saginaw Valley Association. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to get a good test of Tariq Reed next week against an OAA power in Southfield. Southfield. Yeah.
2: That is that is a good point, John. I do not think the Valley is what it once was, but they are in the toughest division of the Valley, if that means anything. Uh, they do play some good outs. You know, inner division type of games within the Valley. But they don't, they don't play in the MAC red. They don't play in the
1: Catholic League, so. Right. It's its definitely something that when it comes down to decision time, you know, it's something that we'll obviously have to delve in deeper, too. Sure. And like you say, you know, how, how does he perform in week one against a, a, a talented Southfield team? Exactly. You know, that's. It's going to be an, it'll be interesting to to see it in week one right off the bat.
0: Yeah, and obviously uh, you know Midland is a, is a program that yeah, uh, is true. is traditionally strong. Yep. So they'll you know Lapeer obviously uh-huh. uh, since they've combined schools. I was out at RoboCon in July, <laughs> uh, filling some robotics duties, and Lapeer the Lapeer football teams were out there and they were just kind of working out you know like running around and. Uh, um, you know, it's amazing how big that, that school is, you yep. know. So a lot a lot a lot of enrollment. So and they get flint and they've got Flint Powers right. Catholic to mm-hmm. end the to end the regular season. So yeah. um you know, they'll have they'll have some good some good yeah. names under the resume. We'll see how well the team does. Flint so Powers they, is a little bit smaller, but there's that's still a quality program. Absolutely. Yeah. And thinking of Air Force, you know, I think of Marcus Stevenson, yep. right, out of yeah. Lake, Orin, Lake Oregon, right there. And kind of similar, maybe, backs, explosive, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we saw what Stevenson did for Lake Orion, took him all the yep. way to the state finals. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, Tariq Reed, but the only guy who is back on our list. Uh, talking about quarterbacks, and uh, I forgot we had one more, and that was Josh Zarnata yep. from Fenton. He's kind of the
2: statistic maker here. Right. Mean, yeah. number, he has seventy. He's accounted for seventy-five touchdowns in
1: his first two years. Uh, just phenomenal. I, I don't know if he's a better runner or better thrower. Yeah, he, he's a guy that can that can do it all. Um, playing in the Flint Metro League, you know, they, that hurts. Uh, that that does competition. Hurt. Love that's even competition. that's even less than what Davidson plays. Right. But you also look at it more from a, a style standpoint. Those teams like to spread it out mm-hmm. and just you know let it fly. Unless you're yeah, yeah. Holly. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. No,
0: but um, he's, a, he's a dual threat. Yes. Got to the regionals last year. Yep. With and, him.
3: Uh,
1: oh, he puts up
2: extraordinary numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: it'll be interesting to see how he... You know, he said 75 touchdowns in his first year. Is mm-hmm. that passing or is that combined? Combined. combined. Oh, okay, it combined. Okay, it. I didn't know if that – are we going to start looking into the MHSA record books right. on that kind of stuff? We have
2: to look. I don't know if he's gotten that far yet. You we'll know, those.
0: it's the four-year quarterbacks yeah. 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 that own those records. Right. That's right. why Fricasa is up there and 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 you know, even the, the Ithaca no guys because right. they play every game every yeah. year. Mm-hmm. They go all the way to the finals every year. Right. Right. So they're just – Machines in terms of stats. Right.
1: With with Sarnato, um, you look at this season going forward. I'd be very surprised if he falls off this list at some point, barring injury, obviously, uh-huh. because of the numbers that Tom talked about. He's going to put up some some gaudy numbers. As, long as and, they keep winning, right? Yeah, as, yeah. That is, and
2: well. they should be good this year. Right. They so were all,
1: nine and three last year.
3: Right. They yeah. won the Flint Metro's last six years. You, you well, they lost the Wall Lake Western, I believe, in a regional final. Yeah, I almost. think so. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you, you look at our list, and you you know at this point it's hard to see any of these guys falling off the list because they're all all very, very good players and very well-accomplished players. But with the numbers that Josh has put up, as a junior I'd be surprised if he doesn't duplicate that as a senior I agree
0: well the interesting thing this year you know last year they lost their first two games mm-hmm. but that was Caledonia and Temperance Bedford two obviously very strong yeah. programs uh, in general uh, and then they ran through the Flint Flint Metro before they lost to Western mm-hmm. Lake Western in yeah. the regional 6121 uh, this year they just go straight through the Flint Metro League and then their final game on October 20th is Waterford Mott. Mm. Now, where Mott is at that point, we won't know. Ask Chris Farr. That's not not Caledonia. (laughs) No. Um, However, uh, it's a good it's a good game to get them into the playoffs. No doubt. Um, But you know, are they? They're still a strong division two, right? They're not dropping as far as enrollment. So. He'll have his work cut out for yeah. him, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah. That Waterford Mott game will probably have a ton of points scored. Mott has a Division One quarterback. We'll, uh, we'll see what both sides have to offer in that game.
0: Yeah, and it could be actually be very important for Mott mm-hmm. you know, at that point of those in the season.
3: Five and four, six and three type teams. Right. right. Well, not knowing now in the Lakes Valley Conference. That's
0: true. Right. The Lakes Valley. The high, which, which High is, level of competition. Which is now what? what? What What are the exact schools in the Lakes Valley? Waterford yeah. Wa-
3: yeah. Kettering, Waterford Mott. Wallace schools. La- have yep, the Wall Lake schools, Lake, Lakeland, Milford. Two South Lion schools. Yep, the South Lion schools yep. are in that. Yep. So Interesting. 10, so. It was going to be Pickney, and then Pickney bolted for the Southeastern Conference.
0: Right, because they're right along that I-23, yep. you know, they can uh, they can head down to Ann Arbor, and that yep. makes that probably makes more sense. All right, right, let's. Uh, we have digressed a little bit on this one. We appreciate you being here. We have one more name uh, to round out our preseason top ten Hungry Howie's Mr. Football candidates. Uh, no doubter, running back. University of Detroit Jesuit Elijah Collins.
2: I think he has a great chance to moving up on this list oh, and absolutely. getting votes. You yeah. uh, know, uh, aside from the fact that U a D Jesuit is like one of the you know big supporters, the the fan base that they have. they'll vote for him. But, you know, here's a guy that plays both ways. I've seen him return kicks. I think he's a kid that's such an athlete. I don't even know if he's touched the surface as far as being a football player, because he was a basketball player. And that happens sometimes, you know, where kids growing up, oh, I want to play basketball, and all of a sudden you know, know, he's a football player. And Mm -hmm. Tristan Jackson comes to mind out of West Bloomfield. A basketball player kind of growing up Comes late in his junior years, starts putting up
0: ridiculous right. numbers and decides footballs for him. Or Drake Harris, Drake Harris, yeah, That's and, right. Along the lines of Jackson, Michigan State chasing Elijah Collins yes, right are. now. I, I know that they're a big fan of Elijah. Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: you know, Elijah Collins is one of those, those running backs. Like what Tom was saying, we we knew he played football, but we just didn't know how serious it was until the start of last year. And he just went off last year. He is. You know, you're, you're he's a actually bigger running back because you know he, he, has, has, he has that size. basketball point guard size, which is a little bit big for a running back. But he's fast, he hits the hole hard, and you know he's that that UD, good receiver out of the backfield. Yes, he, he has nineteen catches last year, yep. and that UD Jesuit team is going to be experienced in a lot of places. And I think offensive line is going to be one of them, and that's going to be a, a big benefit for Collins.
0: Yeah, he'll, He's going to end up in the Big Ten for sure.
1: For sure. Well, Didn't
2: you predict they, that he was going to get 250 against Brother Rice in the first game?
1: <laughs> I may have said that.
2: Well, hey, why not? I think you and D's going to be pretty good this year. They're, they're
3: going to be good. They're going to be down in the AA division, but they still have a tough yes. – they have the crossovers mm-hmm. in the Central Division, so mm-hmm. – Getting six is, you know...
2: Hey, they played Divine Child this year. I think that'll be a tough yeah. game. And, and Loyola. It
1: wasn't going to be an issue for UOD in, right. in terms of this contest. Because right. the they,
3: they still play, they have Brother Rice, they have CC. Wow, those and, are tough ones. And then you got Loyola. Mm-hmm. We don't know how good Loyola it's going to be
0: this year without John Callahan. Right, they the, have athletes. Yep. Yeah. At that opening in Cleveland, the Nike opening event, uh, he ran a 4 6 40 so for uh, a guy who's you know six feet one ninety four, that's a good speed. He was second in, in in the running backs at that event. Right. So, um, you know he can he's explosive. He's, and you're right, that schedule alone is what's going to really give him points. Because again, part of our criteria, big game performance. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a lot of big games. Yep. Obviously, team performance is, is a, a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, highly recruited is very low. It's last on our list. The vote is big. Yep, yep. So I expect his vote. To be large. Uh, In fact, if we want to have fun and kind of predict it, who are going to be the runaways uh, when it comes to the fan vote in this thing? And again, we're challenging everyone listening as well. But Lowell Uh, and you, a D. To me, are yeah. some of the yep. biggest supporters, uh, as far as athletes, yeah. there's other you, schools on you, our you list. Are on, you would on, hope on notice. That, you would hope the Fenton community is going to come out hard for Sharnata because yep. this is this is one of those once in a generation athletes mm-hmm. from their school. It'll be,
3: it'll be interesting to see how my alma mater does with right. with the votes. And yeah, th- not only that, but the Downriver as a whole—they've never community.
1: Had, yeah, they you know some of those communities are very tight knit and they, they'll vote sure. for their sure. own. Sure. Sure. Th- you know, I think the Downriver kind of you know fills that. Right, you and would I, hope they would band and, together,
2: and you
0: right. would think the other Catholic League, uh, Catholic team, Divine Child, is going to want to support Theo Day hard and not yeah. let you, blow him out of the water. Yeah. So, right. uh, it'll be interesting. the uh, The vote should be going. Uh, if not, we rec- we're recording this on Friday, August.
2: Eighteenth, I believe it's during gonna the start, afternoon. We're going to start the voting on Sunday.
0: Okay, so if if it's up on the website before Sunday, have at it. Right, uh, it's very possible it could start officially by the time the State Champs High School Football Preview airs and Sunday at nine a.m. It, it will be up.
1: It'll and be it'll be interesting to see the numbers before a game is played. Right. Yeah, you know, last year we had a really good surge in, in the first week before the season started. We had some guys who really, you know, jumped ahead, and we kind of weren't really expecting it, but. You know, people love football.
0: So we want to tell you guys that uh, we're going to continue these these football conversations on the radio. And that is going to be our second season uh, at ninety-seven. won the ticket that starts. So opening weekend, we're going from 10.30 to midnight now. So 90-minute show. That way we can allow the Tigers or Pistons or Red Wings or whatever they have to get finished. We've got 10... Uh, affiliates already locked in from across the state. We'll have that list on our website, statechampsnetwork.com so if you are in one of those markets and you want to listen to the show, you can. Of course it's going to be live on Facebook as well and it's a real interactive show so you get to see us talking and everything. Tom will be there, Jeff will be there, Scott Bernstein will be there. Uh, We should have some others and uh, it should be a real fun time so make sure you tune in every Friday night. Of course Extra Point, which is our statewide high school football show, starts up next Saturday, 10am Fox Sports Detroit and State Champs which is all sports, Sundays at 9 a.m. So we're going to be busy, boys, for the next 15 weeks. We hope you guys uh, are ready
1: for it. That's exactly
0: right fun times we're ready to go so uh thank you so much we will have a podcast airing every wednesday uh, on the state champs podcast network and the preps podcast will be wednesdays we'll have the best of the uh, friday night radio show on mondays so you'll be able to check out uh, exclusive highlights from that uh, if you didn't get a chance to tune in so check it out we appreciate being here and we will see you guys on the field